Welcome to the MISHA All Access Podcast. I'm Kenny Seifert, Assistant Executive Director with the Missouri State High School Activities Association. I am also the Director of the Officials Program. Today we're going to talk about officiating. One of the challenges that Missouri and every other state in the United States is currently facing is an officiating shortage. Therefore, this podcast is going to really get into what attempts the Missouri State High School Activities Association is doing to engage younger people into the avocation of officiating and not only recruiting them and exposing them to it, but also getting them to stick with it so that whether we're talking about the very short term future or a long term situation, um, we're doing all the things that we can to address that shortage. I have with me today Kyle Armstrong. Kyle is the founder and the CEO of RefReps. RefReps is an online officiating curriculum. Misha is excited about the possibilities of this program and what this program is going to do for our younger generation as it relates to sports officiating. This office is 100% committed to it, and our intent at this point in time is to put forth all efforts to get it incorporated into our membership schools. So without further ado, let me introduce to you, Mr. Kyle Armstrong. Kenny, thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Uh, and to second what you said, we could not be more excited to be working with Misha and your leadership, everybody's leadership there at the state office. We're going to do great things together. Well, we're looking forward to it. So, Kyle, tell us a little bit about Refresh. Now, I've got a series of questions that we're going to walk through today and give you an opportunity to, to really get into the, to the guts of what it is that you guys are doing. But tell me a little bit about your company and what its mission is and why. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we got started. Really, I've been in the space, the officiating education technology space for about a dozen years. But RefRefs came about kind of through the pandemic. Uh, we have been tracking the trends in officiating for years. We knew that there was already a shortage. We knew that the average age of a licensed high school sports official continued to rise over the years. And then we knew that as those two things kind of converged during the pandemic, coming out the back end of that, we were going to have some real problems in terms of retention and in terms of uh, just just how fast we thought that that officiating shortage was going to accelerate. So we really dug in. We wanted to provide solutions. We wanted to help find ways to get the next generation of great sports officials involved. And we really set about for that to be our mission. How can we use technology? How can we bring tools to this officiating industry that will really help properly train and educate the next generation of great sports officials. And that's our mission today. Awesome. So let's talk a little bit about a phrase that you and I and people in the in, in the officiating industry always hear, and it's three magical words, recruiting, training, and retaining. Now, I've been in this office for seven years, and and everyone starts at the at the start line, and that is the recruiting. So we recruit, we recruit, we recruit, and and our state has done a really really good job over the years of recruiting new officials. But one of the problems that we have is step two and step three, which is the training and the retaining. So we can we can recruit all the officials that we want, but within the first year to three years, if the majority of those individuals are not being retained then it's just a perpetual problem. It just keeps cycling through and through and through. And so recruiting, training, and retaining. 
I think most states, including ours, has the recruiting down. We've done a good job of, of really trying to identify new people that potentially could be an official. Where all states are struggling, including ours, is the back end of that equation, which is the retaining. Now, what can we do to do a better job of retaining our officials? Well, the middle word is probably the key, and that's the training part. And I, if I'm not mistaken, Kyle, that's really what Ref Reps has, has identified as an issue and is focusing their attention on what can we do to better train our new officials so that they have a good enough experience or good enough experiences as they're going through the process that they stay with it, we retain them. And once we get them past that three-year threshold, which seems to be kind of the, the real tilting point, um, mm -hmm. we've got that official and probably have them for the most part for the rest of their life uh, yeah. if they have good enough experiences. So yeah. obviously the Missouri State High School Activities Association is excited about this program. We have engaged into a, an agreement with RefReps each year we will have 100 free seats, and I'm going to have you talk a little bit about the mm -hmm. seats, but we're going to have 100 free seats that we can allocate to our membership schools to give five free seats to their students. And hopefully they'll get a little taste of how good the program is, and from that they'll take the ball and run and start signing up for more seats on their own. So talk to me a little bit about what is a seat, Kyle, and how much does sure. a seat cost? Yeah, so this, we basically package our products up in seat licenses, and the way we structure this is we currently have 13 different sport courses, sport education courses. They're all digital, they're all available online, and for educators, we bundle those with what we call video training packs. So to your point about kind of that middle ground of training and how we get to better retention, where we feel very strongly is this model that we've structured. So kind of kind of stripping it back and then getting into those seat licenses. We know that if we're gonna meet the next generation of great sports officials where they're at, it's gonna be right here, right? They learn digitally, they consume through devices. And so all of our products are available digitally. Those include the education courses, which is kind of the meat and potatoes of everything you need to know to be an official. And to your point about training and then retention, where we think that we can make an impact is by standardization. So one of the things that you also always hear about in officiating, Kenny, is consistency. That's what leads to a lot of the conflict. So in today's officiating industry, oftentimes, and this is not a Missouri issue, this is a nationwide issue, one state may look at training one way and another state looks at it an entirely different way. And it's so inconsistent. So if we can use these education courses as that baseline for consistency and we can set a standard there, we really believe that that's going to resolve a lot of those conflicts and a lot of the tension, even when you get into uh, uh, playing venues. You know, oftentimes there's, you know, you bring in the veteran officials for uh, a Tuesday night basketball game, and then Thursday night you got some newer officials, and it's just completely inconsistent in terms of experience, but also knowledge oftentimes. So we think we can resolve a lot of that middle ground by just creating a consistent baseline. Now back to those seat licenses, that's that education course that creates that baseline. But we also provide for educators what we call video training packs, and those are bundled in that seat license. 
So what that allows students to do is they can learn with the education courses, but then they get to practically apply what they're learning through those video packs. And what's really unique about those video packs is the students can get out their phone, they can on their computer, they can put it up on a projector, up on a TV, but they will actually see a sporting event from the perspective of the officials. So for basketball, for, for instance, you will find yourself looking up at the TV and you're standing underneath the basket and you're watching a point guard drive down the lane and they crash into the opposing team center and the video that that student's watching pauses and they have to make a call. Was it a block or was it a charge? And then our software is gonna tell them whether they were right or wrong and we're gonna bring an instructor, an expert instructor on screen immediately and teach them about what happened in that situation. Why was it a block or why was it a charge? What rule was applied? Why was it applied? How can these students be more prepared for success in the future making that call? So it's really like a, like an officiating clinic instantly for each individual call that that student's gonna make. And so we feel really passionately that if we bundle that up, we meet those students where they're at, we provide them the tools, not only can we train them consistently, but on the back end, that's gonna help with retention because everybody coming along is learning it the same way, but they're also able to practically apply that knowledge that they've gathered in a safe place before they go out. So a lot of times, you know, with this shortage, we're kind of rushing people through. Let's, let's get them a little bit of training. Let's get them licensed. Let's get them out on the court. And well, then they go out and they get yelled at for two and a half hours and decide well, that's, that's not worth it. I'm not doing that. So the nice thing about this is we bundle all of that together, the education, the practical application for instructors. We provide uh, teaching tools. We provide course outlines, instructor guides, example assignments. We provide everything you need to roll this out all for the cost of $50 per seat license per student, but through our partnership with Misha, we take 10% right off the top. So every single student, every single school is gonna get a discount thanks to your leadership and the partnership we've created with you all. So for $45 per student per sport, you're gonna get all that. You're gonna get everything for the instructors, everything for the students, and, and we really feel like that's gonna kind of rise all ships when they've got that same consistent baseline across the board. So let's talk a little bit about the math on this. To register as a MISHA official and, and get all the things that comes with that registration, whether we talk about the NFHS insurance, all of the testing, all of the all the rule books, it's $65. So a student, if if they don't receive the free seats that, that we will be allocating to some of our schools, a student pays $45 for a class, for a ref reps course. Let's say they take volleyball, okay? Mm -hmm. They, they finish the course, they receive their certificate. Those individuals can now register as a MISHA official at no cost. It's completely free. So there is already mathematically, when you look at it, there are some incentives there in that the amount of money that they're gonna save in their registration process far outweighs the $45 that they're gonna pay for the course. Mm -hmm. Let's talk a little bit about training because Kyle, you've mentioned that several times uh, on this podcast. And so why do we work so hard at training officials? Well, we, we, we train them because we're trying to provide them a skill set and the tools with which they can go out and effectively officiate a contest. The other side of that coin is young officials, um, mentoring officials, mm -hmm. um, whatever the case is, all people if they have good experiences in what it is that they're doing, 
they're more likely to stay with it because it's something that they enjoy to do. If they have bad experiences, all of us, it doesn't matter, Kyle, whether sure. you do what you do or myself here exactly. as assistant executive director. If, if when I started working here, I had a lot of bad experiences, I'm probably at the end of the year going to consider doing something else. And so ref reps is really putting their focus and their attention on the training so that those younger, those newer officials have not only the skill set, but they have developed confidence in themselves. Exactly. And when they go out and they do a better job, they're going to have good experiences. And with those good experiences, they're going to stay with it. And if they stay with it long enough, they're hooked. And now they're going to realize the the benefits that come with being an official throughout their whole life. And, and it helps our cause and gives it gives all of our schools and all of our student athletes the opportunity to compete. We don't like seeing football games being played on exactly. Thursdays or Saturdays yep. because there are not enough officials. There's something about Friday night lights uh, that we want every kid to experience. But because of the shortage of officiating, that is now being jeopardized. And, and, and so so players are having to play games on Thursday nights instead of Friday or Saturday afternoons instead of Friday. And that's not really what we want. So uh, we need to put forth all the effort that we can. I'm going to give you an opportunity to really, really pitch ref reps. What makes it unique? I, I think the biggest thing that makes us unique is it's twofold. It's the, the consistency in training. But I think the biggest thing is we really are a data-driven company. So we can talk about how beneficial we believe our training is. We can talk about the success that students are have that students have going through our training. But what does that really mean unless you can prove that? And over the course of the last year, we have done a lot of research. We've done a lot of surveying. We've gathered a mountain of data on students who have completed semesters of our courses and kind of following them. And I think that's one of the things that makes us so unique. We can we can lay out a data set that shows that students are learning. They're retaining information. They're able to practically apply what they're learning. And then they're having success once they get out on the field court, mat, track, deck, wherever they ultimately are working. And so I think that's one thing that makes us really, really unique is we don't just talk about it. We actually do it. And, and we can back that up with numbers and data. So one thing that, that gets me really excited at this point in time, we launched formally launched with schools in the spring semester of 2022 we had seven schools that piloted this piloted intro to sports officiating education by fall of 2022 we had over 140 schools teaching classes and we've gathered all that data in the year and almost exactly a year since the first schools got started, we've had over 7,000 students start courses with us. We've had over 4,000 students get certified with us. We've had over 350,000 quiz assessment questions answered on our platform. And the average quiz score of a student on our platform is over 87%. So they're, they're truly, they're learning. They're applying knowledge. You can get on social media and search high school officiating class and you'll find all kinds of data of students getting out there. And the the, the reaction to it has just been incredible. Uh, there's a really great article out of Kansas about some students that got interviewed. They took our class, they were on the high school football team. And they talk about in the article, an offensive lineman, the quarterback took the class. There was one Friday night, fortunately, they got to play on a Friday night during football season, and an official threw a flag, and the crowd went crazy. Oh, come on, you're blind, that's not a hold, or whatever they were, they were jawing about. The offensive lineman that took this class turns to the quarterback that took this class and says, you know, 
I don't know what they're complaining about. I, I definitely was holding that guy. I definitely was holding that. So they're learning and it's it's having ancillary benefits. And so that's one thing that I think is really neat is it's also not just impacting sports officiating. It's really impacting the students and it's helping them to truly empathize with the officials that are oftentimes working their contests, which has been great to see. And let's take it a little bit deeper than that. And that, by the way, is a great story. And you're right. It is it is amazing when 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 the athletes themselves have a greater grasp of the rules, exactly mm-hmm. how they can see it, and, and and it makes things better. So, not only are we talking about the empathy for officiating, but let's talk a little bit about an athlete that takes the course and how much better they may actually perform in playing the game itself mm-hmm. because they have a greater understanding of the rules and they have a greater understanding of what officials are looking for and that balance between the rules themselves and the spirit of the rules. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I think it also can translate into coaches. Um, Absolutely. The best thing I think a coach could do would be to take one of these courses because they're going to have a better understanding and be able to look at the game through the through the goggles or the lenses of someone else. And when you can yeah. do that, you actually become much better at what you do. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I have two great stories about that. We have a school uh, that was teaching this class and it was going so well. The students were doing the online coursework and then they were what we call practicing with the video training packs, but then they would actually go officiate the team sports classes in their high school. So when they're doing basketball and PE, you know, the, the these students in the officiating class would go referee when they're playing baseball, they would go referee. Well, we had a really neat experience where the school that was teaching this class, it was so effective. They were so excited about it. They decided to literally sign up their boys lacrosse team to take the course, not even really to get them certified. I mean, we hope they will get them certified as officials, but they just wanted them to learn the rules, understand the rules for twofold. One, let's help them to emphasize with the officials, but two, and more importantly to that coach was we want them to have a competitive advantage. It's everything you just said, Kenny, if they know the rules, they know what the officials are looking for. Maybe we can figure out ways to exploit that quite frankly, and gain that competitive advantage, which has been great. And on the coach's side, I just had in the state of New York, I have a phenomenal quote and it's, it's on my other screen. I'm not going to pull it up, but uh, it was an individual who this weekend, finished a baseball course with us to get certified to officiate or to umpire in the state of New York. And he laid it all out. He played baseball himself from the age of six through 35, up through competitive leagues until he's 35 years old. He coached from the time he got in college and he's still coaching today. And he took this course online, completed it at his own pace. And he said, I thought... I understood the rules. A person who played competitively until age 35 still coaches. I thought I understood the rules. I cannot believe how much there was that I didn't know. Right. I really appreciate the opportunity to take this course. So he was so excited about becoming a baseball umpire, but then started to realize, wow, you know, started to kind of introspect on on what he really didn't know. And so that's another thing that I think we're going to see more of as this really becomes successful across the state of Missouri, as schools start to teach this course. I have no doubt at all that coaches are going to start to get on board with it, that that there's going to be interest from fans. Man, I, I wish I could really understand 
what it is that officials are looking for and what they're calling out there on the court. And I absolutely think it's going to be something that comes with ancillary benefits. I mean, we know the benefits that students are going to get through officiating, not just learning a skill, but learning all the transferable skills that come along with it, conflict resolution and, and time management and some entrepreneurial things that come along with it. But I think it's also going to really, really start to hit hard in sportsmanship and empathy towards officials and, and a lot of different things that we haven't really, they're not measurable yet, but we're kind of getting that anecdotal data from it. You know, we talk about the technology, we talk about the videos. Uh, I'm going to throw a little story on top of your story, and it has nothing to do with ref reps, but the point I'm trying to make is for people to understand how people learn, how young people learn. So for many years now, I produce every two weeks football videos uh, for our football officials and our coaches across the state. And, and obviously, a lot of those plays involve risk minimization. So we're talking about illegal blindside blocks on defenseless players and targeting and the things that we can do to better officiate a game and have the coaches coach the game better and teach their kids better so that we're minimizing risk to the best of our ability, understanding it's still a very physical and violent sport. Mm -hmm. So. The first year that I put these out, I'm inundating our officials and our coaches with what is an illegal blindside block against defenseless players. And without getting into the weeds on it, uh, there are criteria that have to be met, uh, of which one is it, it, you can you can violently hit someone, uh, but you have to lead with your open hands. As long as you lead mm -hmm. with your open hands, uh, it, it, it's not it's not a penalty. And so I got one of my actually he officiated the state championships this year, but he's officiating a JV game in the middle of the season. And we got these two kids and they're going opposite directions. And he's thinking, oh, my good Lord, everything is set up. We are going to have a massive collision. I'm already reaching for my flag because we're going to have an illegal blindside block on a defenseless player. And immediately prior to the two kids making contact, uh, the one kid who was creating the block because the other one didn't know the block was coming, opens his hands, still hits him pretty hard, but legally blocks him. Both players go to the ground. Both players pop back up because he wasn't injured because he had to lead with open hands. Yep. That's different contact than leading with your shoulders mm -hmm. or your body. Players popped up. The official looks at one of them and says, I'm, I'm really surprised that you did that nice play. And the kid looked at him and he pointed at me. He said, I've been watching the videos. <laughs> so, so kids do watch it and, and, and they do absorb that information. And in this particular case, it made this individual a better football player, but it also made the situation a safer situation exactly. because the young individual was looking at the video and, and your platform has video. And like you said, uh, they've got they've got the head cam on and they're running mm -hmm. under the basket at the lead position or they're behind home plate and something happens. And, and you have a, a, an instructor that actually coaches them through what they should be looking for. They make the call. They talk about the results of the play. I think it's an unbelievable learning opportunity. It's a great benefit for young people. And that's why our office is is 100 uh, percent behind it. Well, and, and I'll tell you, Kenny, it really came out of personal experience for me, truly. I mean, that part of, of our product, I can think back to when I got started in basketball officiating. I was in college, went to a division one school, played basketball. I'm from Indiana, went played basketball my whole life. And so when I got to school, you know, I wasn't I wasn't going to play division one basketball and that's OK. So I thought like many young people, like many athletes, how can I stay connected to the game? Well, I could do it through officiating. And I went for an on-campus job at this college and I had a brilliant instructor. I mean, absolutely phenomenal instructor who taught us basketball officiating. Played my whole life, fairly intelligent guy, fairly successful in basketball. I thought I knew it all. 
Well, then my instructor, he was a guy by the name of Tyler Ford. He's about a year older than me. Well, fast forward 10 years, he's in the NBA. He's an NBA referee, and I got to learn from him. So, what, I mean, how much better, Kenny, could I be set up for success, student of the game, fairly successful, fairly knowledgeable, learn from that person? I'm like a sponge. I soak it all in. I go to the classroom sessions. I look at the PowerPoints. I do all those things. And then I go out on the court for the first time, and I think this is going to be the easiest thing I've ever done. How hard could it possibly be, right? Like, this is going to be so simple. And I'll never forget, sat through the classroom, sat through the book, sat through the PowerPoints. I go out, and the first play that I ever should have blown my whistle, I'm in the lead, I'm under the basket, I'm right on the end line, and I have the football team and the baseball team playing intramural basketball, Division One school. I mean, I got athletes, right? And so the tight end goes up for a rebound. He's six foot six. He goes up for a rebound. He ends up getting drafted by the Bengals. I mean, this guy's an athlete. I'm right on the end line and he comes down with the ball and he is out of bounds by a mile and a half. It's not even close. He is so far out of bounds, it's silly. And I'm looking right at it. And the next thing I know, he's at half court and I swallowed the whistle. And I thought, what in the world just happened here? I realized real fast, this isn't going to be easy, the easiest thing I'd ever done. But I had never seen it. It didn't matter my knowledge of the game. It didn't matter sitting through the classroom. I had never seen speed and action and, and just people moving that quickly. And, and, you know, if you think back to when you first began, you, you, all these processes have to go through your mind. What do I do with my hand? What, how do I blow the whistle to, to really sell the call? How, where am I supposed to be looking? What, how do I report? I mean, all these things go through your brain so fast, I just swallowed the whistle. And so it really was a quest for me over 10 years, kind of waiting for technology to catch up with if I could change that, if I could add that middle ground where you could see these plays and you could make these calls and you could do it in a safe environment. Fortunately for me, you know, it's intramural basketball. There's nobody in the stands, nobody to yell at me, but, you know, do that in a competitive sixth grade game in today's climate. You know, I may get chased out of the building and then I never do it again. Now, fortunately, I didn't have that, but that's where I think technology can play a really vital role when, when I'm looking at plays in my house you know, I, I put it on the, put it on the TV, turn the volume up real loud. And I'm kind of a nerd, you know, I get down in my stance and I feel like I'm in the game and I'm making calls, but it really does feel like you're a part of it. And I just think that's where it's going to have such a huge impact because by the time those students go out on the playing surface for the first time, like you said, when you've seen pitches coming across the plate at you and you've been able to interact with that, you've been able to call balls and strikes when you get out there for the first time, you know, I know what to expect. I've kind of seen this before and I know what it's going to be like. And it kind of lowers that temperature a bit. Well, and I think uh, I, I, I commend you. I commend your staff. By the way, your staff has been awesome to work with. I think you absolutely have created something that is going to make it better for everyone, whether we're talking about the officials themselves, the coaches, the players, the fans. You know, the better job we do as officials, the less bad calls we make, the less problems we have up in the bleachers. It's a tall task, but but I think you guys have really hit it spot on. You know that we're excited to be working with you. I know you're excited to be working with us. Absolutely. Can't wait to see where this goes. We already have our 20 pilot schools identified. Uh, a couple of them have gone crazy in regards crazy. to not only utilizing the five free seats, but uh, they've purchased more and, mm -hmm. and we're just getting started. This is really going to explode uh, this upcoming fall, but we've already got 20 schools that are incorporating it this semester into their buildings and getting access to their student athletes. So we're excited about it. Cannot thank you enough 
for the working relationship. You keep doing what you're doing. Uh, we will stay in touch. I want to thank you for being on this podcast. And for those of you out there to listening, it's called RefReps. Uh, it is an online officiating curriculum. It is super. Uh, we think it's a game changer. I use that word a lot. I truly believe it's a game changer for our state from an officiating perspective. We're, we have both feet all in and, and we're ready to make this happen. Well, the feeling's mutual and can't thank you all enough for your leadership and, and truly being visionary. I mean, willing to think outside the box and try something new. And like you said, I, I truly believe that we together are going to be able to help develop that next generation of great sports officials and really set them up for success in the future. So thank you very much. Well, and, and you know, they're out there. Our future Absolutely. officials are currently freshmen, sophomore, juniors and seniors playing high school sports. Did, did you I, know I, that, that, that we we think a lot of them and we need them? I did not know this. When in 2018, when the National Association of Sports Officials conducted a survey, largest survey ever, about 15,000 sports officials, they found the average age of a high school sports official was 57. Did you know in the 1970s the average age of a licensed high school official was 19? Yes. I had no idea. Yeah. I had no idea. But that's where I think together again. With this model, we have such a great opportunity to, to make that impact. So really, really excited. Thanks, Kyle. Have a great week. Thanks, Kenny. Appreciate all that you do. You've been listening to the Misha All Access Podcast. This is Dr. Jennifer Ruckstad, Executive Director. Thank you for your interest in Missouri high school students. If you enjoyed today's episode of the Misha All Access Podcast or any of the episodes, in this podcast, please consider subscribing or liking with your favorite podcast provider. It helps other people find us, and we really appreciate you listening and supporting the Missouri State High School Activities Association.